Good morning, and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. I want to welcome you to our program. We are thankful that you tune in each week, and we're thankful that you listen, and we hope that the lessons that we present are are helpful to you in some way. I want to invite you to visit our website if you have not already done so. You can go to www.marshillcoc.org and we have a a great deal of information about the congregation, about our history, about the things that we're doing right now. Uh, You can keep up with with all the news regarding our congregation uh, through that. That is the Mars Hill Church of Christ in Christiana, Tennessee, Um, and the website again is marshillcoc.org, and there are links also to our Facebook page and things of that nature, um, and different ways that you can keep up with our congregation and also keep up with the program. Um, All of our lessons are stored on the website, and so if you would like to go back and and listen to some of the previous lessons. Um, I believe we probably maybe have a year's worth of of the lessons from according to the scriptures stored there. And so you can go back and listen to those programs. You can also listen to this program as a podcast. And there is a link in the links page uh, to the the podcast so that you can go back and, and find it and subscribe to that on Apple Podcasts. Um, but anyway, want to, to invite you to do that. Also, uh, let us know if you're listening. We want to, to hear from you as well. Uh, from the website on the bottom of the page, there is a link to send us a message. And so you can go to that link and you can send us a message through the website. You can also email me directly at b k web w e b b 519 at gmail.com b k web w e b b 519 at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you and also if you're listening to this live then you can send me an email and I can see that during the program and if you have any thoughts I'd be glad to add those into Uh, what I already have prepared for you. Uh, We can make it more like a Bible class that way. Um, But I would love to hear from you regardless. Um, Just want to let us know that you're listening or send us any kind of feedback, any kind of input. We'd be glad to have that. And be sure you, you check that out again if you haven't already. I wanted to to kind of recap last week's lesson. Last week we we got down to the buzzer, so to speak, and and um, if you listened through TGRN, uh, then you may have missed the end of the program. 
but I wanted to kind of draw that to a conclusion. Uh, we were talking about Ruth, and uh, we talked about uh, her relationship with Naomi and also her relationship with Boaz. Uh, but one of the great things that we see about Ruth is is her loyalty. And in regard to her loyalty, she was not just loyal to her mother-in-law, Naomi, but she was also loyal to God. She committed herself to making Naomi's God her God as well and serving him just as as Naomi did. Um, She says in Ruth chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything, but death parts you and me. So she committed herself to Naomi, but she also committed herself to God And God blessed her life, and we find her in the genealogy of Jesus. And it's a a very important piece of the puzzle. And the conclusion that we draw is that we, too, need to learn loyalty. Loyalty to God and loyalty to others. And we closed with Matthew 22, beginning with verse 37. Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And what a great lesson for us to learn from from Ruth, her loyalty to God, her loyalty to those who were very close in her life. We can imagine her loyalty to her family. And so we have loyal Ruth and a great lesson from her to learn that we too should be loyal to God. We should love him with all of our being, with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and that we are to be loyal to our neighbor, those around us. Our neighbor can be those uh, who are fellow Christians, those who are members of the church. It can be the neighbor that lives next door to you or across the street. It can be someone you don't even know, but someone that you commit yourself to helping. But we are to be loyal to neighbors and and to love them as ourselves. So great lessons that we can learn from Ruth. But today we're going to move on, and I want to to focus our attention on the New Testament. And maybe for the next three, four weeks, 
uh, we'll spend our time with uh, a couple of people from the New Testament that we can learn from. Today, I want us to discuss Peter, and particularly Peter the Rock, and we'll learn what we can from Peter. But before we do that, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings that you have given to us, and we thank you for this day, and we thank you for this opportunity that we have been given to study your word together, to learn from it, to to focus on you for a moment in our day. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to focus on you throughout our lives. Help us to take what we learn in the moment and, and apply it to the way that we live and, and the, the lessons that we learn. Help us to grow as Christians. Help us to be stronger. Help us to be dedicated to you always. We pray, Father, for those around us, those who are sick, those who are suffering, those who are in need of strength. Help us to provide for them what we can. And we pray, Father, that you would provide the things that we can't. We pray, Father, that you would help us to be an encouragement to the world a world that is in darkness, a, a world that is suffering uh, in a way that, that we have never experienced. Pray, We pray, Father, that you would guide us through these difficult times. Help us to overcome them in our faith. Help us to remain faithful always and to lead lost souls to you. We are thankful for your son. We are thankful for his sacrifice for all that he means to us, and it is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. As we get into our lesson for today, we are talking about Peter the Rock, how he became a rock. Peter is a great example for us. He is a champion of spiritual growth, if you will. There are many things that we learn from Peter. And I've heard often from people, and even uh, I feel the same way myself. There are a lot of people that say that they can identify with Peter more so than anyone else because of the way that he lived. And because of, uh, of ju just the fact that in the Word of God, we read of his faults as well as the great uh, overcomings that he experienced. We, we, we read of, of many great things in regard to Peter's life, and many people can, can look at him and say, you know what, that's me too. That, that's exactly what I'm experiencing. And, and that's a great thing about the scriptures, that we don't just read about the, the, the strong moments of these individuals, uh, of the people that we read about. But we also read about their shortcomings, the times when they weren't successful. And because we can see their faults, it helps us to realize that we too, even though we have fault in our lives, that we too can overcome them. 
I, I want to, to look first. We're, we're looking at underdogs of the Bible. This is the, the sixth person that we have looked at. And, and I want us to, to look at Peter. And I want us to look first at what makes Peter a hero. And I'm kind of thinking now that maybe a better title for this series uh, would have been Unlikely Heroes or something like that. Underdogs is what we, we have, and, and we'll stick with that for the, the sake of, of consistency. But let's look first at what makes Peter a hero. And we may not finish with what makes Peter a hero. Uh, we may not get through all of that today. Uh, but eventually we will look at what makes Peter an unlikely hero of the Bible as well. What makes him maybe not so much a hero and learn from those examples as well. Uh, Unlike some of the lessons that we have had in weeks past, especially the last couple of weeks, we have devoted our time to Esther and Ruth And a majority of our lesson has come from one book, the book of Esther or the book of Ruth. But with Peter, we actually have um, several books that we can look at and read about him, read about his life, read about what he taught, and learn from those things as well. So we're going to do a lot of jumping around, so just bear with me and try to keep up, and I'll try to to go slow enough that that you can keep up. What makes Peter a hero? Number one, he was a chosen apostle. Peter was a chosen apostle. Something that uh, I have have kind of just tried to keep in mind as I, I go throughout different studies is that whenever we look at the 12, even with all of their shortcomings, they were chosen. One of the most interesting to look at is the fact that Judas Iscariot was also a chosen apostle. They weren't just picked out at random, but they were chosen for different reasons. Judas was ultimately chosen for just the knowledge of of what is prophesied about him, there had to be someone that betrayed Jesus in order for him to go to the cross. It was a part of God's plan, ultimately, a plan that we, we may not realize at the very beginning, but it was part of God's plan. And Peter, even with all of his shortcomings, was also a chosen apostle. And in the choosing of the apostles, we read in Matthew 10 and verse 1, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. You see, Matthew 10 as As we read through that chapter, we read uh, of the way that Jesus prepared these disciples, these apostles for ministry. 
one of the things that, that we recognize about the apostles. The apostles were disciples. All apostles are disciples, and yet not all disciples are apostles. So when we read about the disciples, and, and oftentimes the apostles themselves were referred to as disciples. A disciple is a follower of Jesus, but there were only the chosen 12 that were apostles, those chosen for ministry, those chosen to carry God's word into the world and ultimately to establish the church after Jesus had already died, had been resurrected, and had ascended into heaven. These were chosen with a very specific purpose, and they were given special abilities as, as according to God's plan. And only they could pass on those abilities. For instance, Philip had some of those abilities as well, but only because uh, the apostles laid hands on him and imparted that ability to him. And when these apostles ceased to exist, when they, they passed from existence on earth, the abilities, these miraculous powers also ceased to exist in our world. Can God perform miracles? Yes, he can. He just doesn't do it in the way that he did in the New Testament uh, by the laying on of hands and and by these special abilities that were given to the apostles. But Peter was one of them. He was one of the chosen 12. And in that, he was given these abilities, and he was prepared for ministry. We also read that Peter is the one who gave what we refer to as the Great Confession. Uh, the same confession that we make in becoming Christians. Remember that in Acts chapter 8, the eunuch was asked, uh, whenever he saw water, well, see, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? And in seeing that water and, and in speaking to Philip, Philip says, if you believe, you may. And he made that same confession. I believe in Jesus. Uh, the confession that, that Peter makes in Matthew 16 and verses 15 and 16, different circumstances. But Jesus, in speaking to the disciples, in speaking to his apostles, he, he asked them, well, who do men uh, say that I am? And they gave him several answers, none of them which was right. And so he asked the question in Matthew 16 and verse 15, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter, usually the, the first to answer, if ever asked a question or, or asked for, for an opinion, Peter was going to be the one that, that you can be assured would give that to you. He would speak first if necessary. And Peter said, in Matthew 16 and verse 16, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. 
And so we read that Peter made this great confession. And it was a a very important moment in his life. It, It was also the moment in which Jesus promised him uh, a new name, whereas he had been known as Simon, you shall be Peter, which means rock, a stone. And we'll look at that uh, a little bit later on in this lesson. We also see that Peter played a very significant role in establishing the church. We read in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2 and beginning with verse 4, the 11 that remained is, is who we're speaking of here. Uh, they they were, were together in one place. And in verse 4, it says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. goes on to say, And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language? Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear in our own I, I think I have copied and pasted some extra. Uh, it, maybe not. Uh, but anyway, verse 8. And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? And skipping through to verse 11. We read this. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. But Peter, verse 14, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. And he goes on to preach a wonderful sermon. How is it that everyone uh, could hear in their own language? How is it that they were all amazed and marveled? All of this is the power of God. The power of God allowed this to happen. And it is the power of God working through Peter and working through the other apostles that the church is established, as we read in Acts chapter 2. It was Peter who not only spoke this great sermon, bringing to a conclusion the Christ. Who is the Christ? The Son of the living God. 
Peter also gives the instructions by which men are saved. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises to you and to your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. And those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. Peter was a driving force, leading and encouraging the church in the ways of God and in following his word. He encouraged his fellow elders in their own guidance of the church. 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. 1 Peter 5 and verse 1, The elders who are among you I exhort, I who am a fellow elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock, And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Peter is the writer of 1st and 2nd Peter. And later we read of his redemption in John 21 verses 15 through 19 following his denial of Christ. In John 21, beginning with verse 17, Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. And he also speaks of what is to come. In verse 18 of John 21, most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. By tradition, we understand that Peter, in his martyrdom, in being a martyr, in dying for the cause of Christ, it is believed that he hung upside down on a cross because he did not wish to die as his Lord Jesus had died. What a wonderful example. What a wonderful man. What a wonderful hero of the Bible. 
of all that he did to lead, to guide, to encourage. However, Peter was not without fault. It is the faults recorded of him that make him an unlikely hero of the Bible. And that is where we will pick up next week, Lord willing, and we will discuss Peter, the underdog. Today we we discussed Peter, the rock, how he became the rock. But next week we will get into to why he is an unlikely hero. Some of the, the faults, some of the things that we can learn from his example and how he dealt with them. You see, sometimes it's not the trials that we face that define us, but it's the way that we face our trials. And we certainly see that with Peter, that it is the way that he faces his trials from which we learn the most. I look forward to being with you again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. I encourage you to keep listening and and share this with, with friends or family members. And and maybe they can benefit from this as well. But I thank you for listening. And I invite you to be back with us again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Until we meet again, may God bless you. Uh-huh.